0: Hi, it's Robin McMahon here. I'm the host of Parenting Our Future. And if you're listening to this podcast, I wanna thank you so much for being here. I also want you to know that I am a former angry mom. I used to yell and rage and threaten and punish my kids because I wasn't getting the cooperation or the behavior that I felt I should be getting. And I struggled for many years, not knowing how to change or knowing what to do differently. It wasn't until I found the world of peaceful parenting that I learned why my kids acted the way they did and also why I was so angry and triggered. I was able to heal my anger and leave my triggers behind so that I could focus on being the calm and confident parent I always expected myself to be. I can tell you that feeling connected to your kids is the best feeling in the world. My two boys are teenagers now and we have a strong relationship that is rooted in deep connection. And where there is connection, there's cooperation. Parenting is the most important job we do, but it's the hardest job we do. And we do it without understanding the fundamentals of the way our kids grow and develop. We do it without knowing the way their brains work or what their behavior is actually really telling us. So it's no wonder it's so hard. And it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say, this is harder than I thought it would be. And that's where I come in. I can help you and I can support you so that you can have the cooperation and enjoy being a parent. You can book a free call with me on my website, parentingforconnection.com. And if you want to download my free guide, how to turn a no into cooperation, go to triggerfreeparents.com. I really hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Parenting Our Future. I'm Robin McMahon, and I am so, so happy to have you here. Get ready for a new attitude. Get ready for some inspiration. I have somebody who I look up to. She is a personal coach of mine. I love this woman her name is laura noel and let me just tell you a little bit about her if you are like most high performing leaders you're tired of being pulled in multiple multiple directions like and you don't have to be a leader you just have to be a mom to feel that way right and oftentimes we have zero time left for ourselves and that's not okay that's not okay so Laura Noel is a certified proctor and gamble coach, a 27-year military leader, and she helps high performers live empowered fulfilling lives all while achieving their highest potential. She helps leaders focus on what really matters so that they can stop feeling out of control and become more effective with their time and spend more time discovering and doing what they love. Oh, Laura, I love everything <laughs> that you stand for. Welcome. <laughs> oh my gosh, Thank you. This has
1: been a long time coming. I've been looking forward to this. Um, I've enjoyed working with you and seeing your journey. You are an amazing being. And thank you so
0: much for inviting me to the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, Every time I talk to you, I feel better about myself, about my business, about who I am in this world and how I move around in this world. And, um, I think of you all the time. So, uh, let me just ask you to, um, to clarify what a certified Proctor and I said, Proctor Gamble. Oh my goodness. I just, Gallagher. 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 Proctor Gallagher coach. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, sometimes I re-record these intros. I'm just not going to do it today, but anyway, (laughs) what is that? Let's, let's talk about what that is.
1: Yeah. So, um, I started coaching back in 2017, actually before that, but I started my business back in 2017. And so I'm weaving all of my leadership experience from serving in the air force. I was a leadership school commandant teaching leadership to first and second line supervisors and, you know, um, other supervisors on the officer side of the house. But the Proctor Gallagher coaching weaves all of that in with science and psychology behind habits. And it also weaves in a little bit of that universal laws part of this. Um, if anybody's read the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, um, my mentor, he. He passed away this past year, and he was always on the stage anywhere he went with that book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. So a lot of these principles, um, you know, I'm in a doctoral program now for leadership psychology and neuroscience. I'm about three quarters of the way through, and so a lot of the things, all of the things that I've been coaching through Proctor Gallagher that I learned through Bob Proctor, um, I'm I'm just getting re integrated with in my doctoral studies. And so it weaves all of those things together, your mindset, the psychology, the science of the brain and
0: your, your mind and universal laws. I love it. And you know, what I loved about our conversations is how everything that you talk about is relatable to parenting. And I know you're not a parent and that's okay, you know, but (laughs) what you're talking about is mindset. You're talking about, uh, you know, the subconscious mind and whether we like it or not, we will default to the way we were parented, for example, and that's all done in our subconscious mind. And what you really teach through your coaching and through what Bob Proctor, who is just such a beautiful human said that he has left us and he's left the most wonderful legacy behind, Uh, you know, just that, you know, what is our subconscious mind? What is it, you know, and how do we, how can we change our minds, see things in different, in a different light. And, you know, that's all about neuroplasticity. It's all about all of the brain stuff. And so I love that you're diving into more of that and yeah, um, yeah, it's just going to make such a difference.
1: Yeah. It's so fascinating and it's interesting because I'm going to an event tomorrow uh, for the army national guard and I'm uh, the keynote speaker, oh, and I wanted to yeah. talk about leadership and attitude. And it's interesting uh, because I I am not a parent, and in part of my story that I'll be sharing about attitude is when I was in the Air Force Band at the time, and we were doing this Dare program, the Say No to Drugs program. This is back in the 90s, and I wasn't consciously aware back then of what I'm doing was doing with my mindset but now I am so I can teach it to somebody else. But I went from being on stage in front of 500 middle school age city kids at a school. Now I don't have kids, but I was a middle schooler and I know when I was 13, I thought I knew everything. I, so I was an on stage in front of like 500 of me's (laughs) and I got laughed at (gasps) on stage not once but twice and Mm. I was doing four shows in one day and so that was my first two shows in the morning got laughed at at the beginning of the show won the audience over by mid-show and then by the end it was fine but in the afternoon when I had two more shows I was like this cannot be and I shifted my attitude Lord knows I didn't practice the songs. I was rapping. They were drug free raps. I'm not great at it. I didn't practice. I wasn't doing anything like mechanical. The only thing I shifted was how I was seeing attitude. I describe it as the composite of thoughts, feelings, and actions. And it's your thoughts and feelings that drive your actions. You change your thoughts and your feelings, your your habits will automatically follow. And Mm -hmm. I implemented this and I saw the audience shift right before my eyes in real time. And I never had a problem with that again. So I don't have kids. So if you're listening and you do have children, um, this it'll it'll feel like magic because once you shift your attitude and your your mental state of mind, you give somebody else for others to respond to and it seems miraculous that they're actually reacting to you differently. But and all you did was change your mindset. Hmm.
0: OK, I, well, first of all, I love it. And uh, <laughs> what I love about what you talk about is it is and and, and I, I do sort of think it's like what I talk about. It's yeah. their universal truths, mm-hmm. right? That's how I see what you talk about and what I yeah. talk about. You know, communication is a universal, you know, the need to have good listening skills to listen, to understand, not to listen, to respond, for example, is a universal truth. But that also happens to be what I teach in my, with my clients and in parenting. Right. And, and that is, that's, that's a deep need for all of us to be heard. So that's a universal truth. So what you're saying with your attitude and, and I want to challenge it a little bit because Mm -hmm. I agree with you. And I also want to see how do we change it in real life. Right. Um, I have seen those changes too, but let's say you have uh, a child, uh, and I'm 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 gonna talk as I'm thinking here. I'm just gonna bring something up where you your child is struggling in school. You don't like the teacher. The teacher is uh, always picking on your kid, you know, sending you emails home every day that, you know, oh, your kid did this. Oh, they did this now. Oh, they got in a fight today. Oh, they didn't bring in their, their work. They didn't do their work properly. And it's like over and over again. Right. So your attitude is, is admittedly not very good. Sure. And you're frustrated. You're feeling you're feeling powerless, you're feeling, you know, and those all add up to feeling angry. So how would, like my attitude would be bad. I would be miserable with the teacher. I would probably be a bit miserable with my kid. What, how, how would I change my mindset or or change my attitude? And, and, and maybe also on on top of that question, what's the difference between attitude and mindset? Is there one?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, this is a great scenario so if we go back to some of the things that you were saying where you're having this conflict with the teacher the teacher is having this conflict with your child sending you notes you're you're thinking maybe you're having thoughts. Let's go through what attitude is your thoughts, your feelings and actions. You're thinking, who is this teacher to be doing this? Why isn't she calling me directly? Why is she sending my child home with notes? What kind of conversations is she having with him? I bet she's being mean to him. You'll start thinking thoughts like that. I know I would. And then you mentioned as a result of thinking thoughts like that, the thinking and the repetitive thinking nature of thinking in our conscious mind sets up how we feel. So then we might be feeling irritated, powerless, angry. Um, I'm, you know, I'm going to give her a piece of my mind. And then those thoughts and feelings move us into action. So the solutions, I'm saying in air quotes, solutions, yeah. are ones that are in harmony with how we think and feel. And so we might lash out. We might give her a piece of our mind. We might write a nasty letter. We might go over her head and say, this teacher is a problem. And really we haven't solved anything. So let's yeah. reimagine it though okay, with a- another way. What if... You used your mindset and you used one of your mental faculties, your imagination, and you thought about, you know, this is the way it is. I don't like the way it is. I don't like the relationship I'm feeling with this teacher. My child isn't doing well in school. What's going on here? What would I rather the situation be? And if you can paint a mental picture of, gosh, you know, my child is doing well, you know, he's loving school. I have a great relationship with this teacher. We're in contact. I check in. Sometimes I get notes to get feedback. I go to events and it's, you know, we're like high fiving. It's great to see these teachers. So imagine that in your mind, like created in your mind, even though it's not existing right now in physical okay. form, but this is how you do attract and create. So from that space, what are some more empowering thoughts that you could have If the situation were unfolding like this, you know, she's doing the best she can. It's not easy for teachers out there. I wonder what it's like. How can I, how can I help? Maybe I could support her in a different way. I don't know. I wonder if I called her and just, or sent her a nice note in appreciation and then invited her to have a coffee. What would happen from that standpoint? So you could think thoughts like that, more empowering thoughts. So you don't feel powerless. And then you'll find if you practice this when you're thinking these kind of thoughts, you'll start to actually feel a difference even in your physical body. Like I can feel the tension releasing off my shoulders even right now, but mm-hmm. you might be like, oh, you know what? I'm empowered. I'm taking control of this situation. I'm stepping up and it. I'm not gonna allow somebody else to influence how I feel. I choose how I feel. And then you might have different Solutions that are in harmony with that image of what you want. That's actually how the reticular activating system in your brain works. It's filtering out solutions that are in harmony with what you're thinking most often about. So if you're thinking, this is horrible, I don't have a solution, this teacher is horrible, your brain is going to filter out the millions of pieces of information you can't even think about consciously at one time. It's going to filter it out as non important and it's going to show you evidence for what you keep repeating. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Isn't that confirmation bias? Oh uh, Yeah. 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 So it, yeah. Yeah. What it, yeah. yeah. well, you pay attention to grows, right? Absolutely. Like, pretty simply. And yeah. I think there's lots of different ways of saying it, but you're just, you're just explaining from a scientific perspective as well. And like, let's remember, this is not just woo woo. This is not just a theory. This is actually brain science. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. So if you want different solutions, you've hmm. got to be
0: willing to ask different questions. Okay. So I just want to like dive into this a little bit, yeah. because this is so delicious to me <laughs> <laughs> so much. Okay. So attitude is your thoughts, your feelings, your actions. Mm-hmm. So um, and and I gotta, I just like I there's so many things I want to say all at once, but I'm gonna just try to like calm myself down <laughs> so that I can say it all. It's um, been a but... while since we connected. So I'm I'm all giddy too. So <laughs> I really I love it. I love it so much. Okay. So what I I love what you said. So your attitude, okay, I'm just repeating it one more time, is your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. So you see a situation in front of you, that situation, if I can just sort of say it in my own language and tell Mm -hmm. me if I've got this right, isn't actually good or bad. It just is. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's your thoughts about that situation that inform or create your feelings and that creates your reaction. But yeah. if you were to take a moment and recognize that situation isn't good or bad, that instead I can look at this in a different way, because this is neutral. I'm holding my hand up as the situation yeah. actually in and of itself is neutral. It may not feel neutral, but it's also not feeling neutral and it's feeling charged positively or negatively based on the way you're thinking about it and your thoughts. Yes. So, so Yeah. Far, yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And your thoughts are created from your past experiences, your biases, right? All where you're where you are at in this moment, you know, maybe you're feeling a little more depressed and overwhelmed or burning the candle at two ends, anything like that can 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 impact this. But one, one thing I want to add, you know, for anybody who's saying, oh, oh, easier said than done, I, I wanna, I wanna add one thing. What is that all costing you? So you're looking at that situation. You're saying this teacher is the worst. She's mean. She's out to get my kid. She doesn't want to help us. She just wants to hurt us. She's going to make my kid hate school, like all those things. Right. Yeah. And those feelings are happening and those actions may be taken by you. Maybe you are going to fire an email back that's rude. Maybe you're going to you know, uh, cause a scene. Maybe, m- maybe you will, maybe you won't. Maybe you withdraw. Maybe you decide I don't want to do anything and I'm what, whatever it is. But it's costing you something. It's costing you anxiety. It's making you feel anxious. It could be make, costing you your peace of mind it could be creating fear in you. It it could be costing you your health, your mental health. Maybe you don't sleep at night. Right. So I just want to bring it to that piece. Right. Is that an alignment with what you're talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, nobody can
1: sit situations can happen. People can do things and we assign meaning to those. So nobody can make us feel angry. Nobody can make us feel less than what we, what happens is we see something happen and our past, like you said, informs, uh, if we, if we go unconscious, our past informs our future and our present and we take meaning and we create meaning. And we don't really, honestly, we don't really know in this example, what that teacher is thinking, what are her thoughts, objectives, you know, what? Are, what's, what's going on with her. her? What's, we don't know that we're creating meaning in our own mind. And as a result, we're making ourselves anxious. And so, yeah, there's, there's the health costs. There's our peace of mind costs. There's a potential awesome relationship that you could create that's lost potentially now. Um, yeah. and so, I hope that when people hear this that they find it empowering because you as an individual have so much power nobody can tell you what to think only you can do that and if you don't like the path that you're going on um in your thoughts like I, there's times we all we all go unconscious from time to time like I I deliberately Shape my attitude in the mornings before I get started, I think about my life and my goal and how I want to show up in the world, but sometimes if I'm in a hurry and I don't do that, and I get kind of thrust into a situation where there's negativity and i I'm like, Oh, why do I feel so gross because I let that in, you know, so okay, I don't
0: like this. What would I rather And then I shift it right then, yeah. What it does is it really puts you in the driver's seat. Right. It and, does. and look, we all are a victim of the stories that we tell ourselves. You know, we all, yeah. those, those are going to come and go. You just don't need to get on the, 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 you know, I, I look at it like a train, right? The train, yeah. the, the train is, is always running through our head and each train car is a thought. You just don't need to get on the one that is full of, you know, depression and anxiety and, you know, um, uh, all of just, you know, all of the things that we do that aren't helpful to us, we can get on one, get on a train car that is full of light and love and yeah, not, it's not about rose colored glasses either. You're not just deciding, no. okay, oh no, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine. You are saying, and, and what I would say is you're, you're going to put yourself in a place of curiosity. Like, how would I rather have this go? And that's what I'm hearing mm-hmm. you say. Yeah. I wonder what's going on with this teacher. And if you can be curious, it does take you out of judgment. It does take you out of those thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 it does. And the other thing I wanted to add too is, you know, you mentioned
1: it's not rose colored glasses. You want to be in the habit of loving all aspects of you. We have a a wide array of emotions, you know, so we experience Mm -hmm. sadness and we can feel what the joy feels like. So Mm -hmm. it's okay to feel Anger, to feel sad. And, yeah. uh, you know, just catch yourself in the moment and acknowledge those feelings. Don't ignore them because what you resist persists. Mm. Don't suppress them. Ask yourself, oh, why? Why is this so triggering for me? What am I needing right mm. now? Oh, I need to feel seen or I need to feel respected. I feel disrespected because that teacher just sent me a note and didn't even have the courtesy to to contact me or whatever it might be that you're feeling. Acknowledge it. Okay. How can I reframe this in a way that
0: considers other possibilities? Oh, that's gold. How can I reframe this in a way that considers other possibilities? Yeah.
1: And then go find
0: out by asking and being curious. Yeah. But thank you for giving us permission to have our feelings because it is true. There's nothing bad about feelings. They, they, they just are. And as humans, we're going to feel feelings. Yeah, It's just not letting yourself spiral down because it does cost you too much. It does yeah. cost a lot. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I also love what you said about, um, you know, when you have a thought, it repeats in your mind. And, you know, uh, we can speak 124 words a minute, but we can think 10 times as fast and what we think becomes our subconscious. So let's think something that is true. And, and by the way, that thought that you have that you're repeating over and over again is not necessarily the truth. It's not necessarily the truth at all. So that's why you can reframe this and decide what is the truth right because your brain is going to go in search of proving whatever whatever it is that you're telling yourself to be true right so yep. this is such a good lesson
1: yeah it's it's been life changing for me you know because all along my journey i'm not a leader i'm not an entrepreneur i'm not a speaker but i refuse i'm not good enough i mean i had those thoughts too and i chose to examine them and be curious, okay, that might feel real, but is it true? And do I want that to be my truth? And if I don't, what would I rather believe? And how can I collect evidence to support that? So mm-hmm. it it does take work. It does take yeah. time, right? Um, But the work was in focusing on my mindset and thinking patterns and shifting them and not necessarily on external building of my business, for example. It was how can I be aligned with my truth, my vision? How can I take inspired action? Um, but it all started with the the groundwork, the most important work is mindset. My what what is that saying? Mindset eat strategy for lunch.
0: <laughs> oh, that's I like yeah. that. I yeah. I like that. And I, I think too wow, like how different life would be if we could go, if we could all live our lives this way, you know, just with a little bit more curiosity, just with a little bit of like, hold on, how else could I see this situation? You know, imagine what that would be like if people did that for us too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think about, it's just making me think about,
1: have you ever felt misunderstood? I know I have. Totally. And how does that feel? Right. Ah, it feels terrible, yeah. So what if we just knowing how that feels in our heart, how it doesn't feel very good, where you say something and somebody misunderstands and doesn't even ask you, and then goes on a tangent and assumes that doesn't mm-hmm. feel good? So if we can extend that grace to other people, we'll start to see it in our own lives.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. there are definitely a a lot more grace can, mm-hmm. is, is important for sure. Okay. Let's um let's sort of pivot a little bit. Um, I want to talk about, you know, some of the things that we do that aren't helpful, like habits that we do that aren't helpful. Um, And, and how do we eliminate things that hold us back? Yeah. So
1: I feel like the idea of attitude, thoughts, feelings, and action, it's, it's kind of the The cure all for all of these things. So I, yeah, it really is. Cause I, I I love, I was talking to somebody not that long ago. And when he was getting in shape for something before he would be at a restaurant and order, he would think, what would an athlete eat? Mm. Therefore, he felt like an athlete and he ordered not, you know, whatever the chocolate cake, not saying that you shouldn't have chocolate cake because I love chocolate cake, but you know, he (laughs) but he was, you know, doing something for his health and fitness. And so he consciously chose his thoughts and that set up how he felt and it impacted how he acted. So whatever habit we have, that's not in alignment with what we want, we Mm. can reframe it. We can, we can, all right. Um, I want to write a book and I'm, I'm not setting the time to do it. For example, what, how could I set myself up for success? That's a different question than why do I keep self-sabotaging and not showing up to write this book? You know, it it's never going to get written in that manner, but how can I set myself up for success? I'm a writer thinking a thought. Mm. I am a writer. I'm an author. And you repeat that enough times, Mm. you choose what you repeat, you choose what you implant in your subconscious mind, and through repetition of a new idea that you'd rather adopt, the old ideas of, I'm not an author, who am I to write this, you know, whatever the case is, those old ideas start to fall off. They just dissipate, Mm. and they eventually become replaced by these ones that are in harmony with what you want. So. You want to change your behavior and you're going to use a little bit of willpower to do that if you have a a nonproductive habit. But you also want to make sure that you're addressing the underlying cause of your behavior and that's your thoughts, feelings and actions. That's your mindset. Mm. So you want to become that person who is doing that thing in your mind while also using some willpower initially for it to take hold and Mm. and that's how you strengthen a habit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's neuroplasticity, right? That is you taking an old neural pathway that is kind of like your default setting for a certain scenario and actually saying, no, I'm going to rewire that. I don't want that, that, you know, that neural pathway anymore. And eventually it will die away, right? It's use it or lose it. And so you can create a brand new one through, through repetition right. Of thought yeah. and through visualizing it and that sort of thing too. And the whole, I am, uh, I think it's Joel Olstein that has a book called I am, and I, I think it's called I am, but what, what he says, and I saw this years ago on Oprah, um, that what follows I am is what you are. So I am super tired. I am yeah. inspired. I am yeah. depressed. I am excited. Right. I am yeah. waiting for my next energy boost or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. I need a nap, you know? um And look, I, I take naps all the time, so I'm not saying that's bad. Um But yeah, I think that is, I love that. I love that. You say that. I love it.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it works. It really, it really does. Um, you have so much more power than you realize, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, and how do you tap into your untapped potential, you know, for anybody listening, whether, you know, they're, they're working or they want to start a business, they want to go out on their own. Like how do we, how do we access that potential in us?
1: Yeah. First you have to create space for yourself. I work with a lot of high achievers, um, who, and I'm, you know, self-proclaimed I'll work and burn the midnight oil if I don't catch myself. So I have to constantly catch myself and take naps or go for a walk or just have fun and without the guilt. Um, yeah. And so I had somebody that was talking about, they wanted more ease and flow in their life. They were already very successful in their business and one of their, I asked them the right, like, and I ask everybody to write this 50 things they would do if when they reach their goal, like, how would you be living? What would you have? How would you be acting? How would it feel? Uh, What things would you do? Um, And so he chose something that was, in his mind, frivolous, and it was on the top of his list. But here's the thing, it's having fun and joy is a path of least resistance. Broadening your focus from a brain perspective is how you get other ideas in that you wouldn't ordinarily have when you're laser focused on one particular pathway. And so from a neuro perspective, play is a a part of, of your brain health. Napping is a part of brain health. Connection is a part of health. Exercise, that's a part of the brain health. So your path of least resistance is you have a beautiful analytical mind. We all do. It's awesome. It serves us well, but it should be an instrument to use. It shouldn't be the master of our thoughts and everything that we do. So it's a tool, your analytical thinking faculties, but we also have creative faculties. Everyone does. And In order for us to tap into those and tap into our intuition and to learn how to trust it, that inner voice, first and foremost is we have to create space where we have space to think. We can engage in that broad level thinking, right? We're not going from zero dark 30, as we said in the military till midnight, working, 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 laser focused, because you're only going to see what's right in front of you. The the blinders are kind of on. Mm. So you've got to create that space for you just to ideate. And that in and of itself is hard for people because there's a lot of guilt associated with that and feelings of I'm not doing anything. I'm not being productive, but you're actually being productive by taking a nap, by taking a walk, by walking away from your desk. Right. It's by yeah. putting a do not disturb sign on your office door and turning your out, out of office on your emails for an hour. So you can just be and think.
0: I can just be. You, yeah. <laughs> <you> do it? Yeah. <laughs> so that's really and so let me just I, I'll tell you what I heard you say is um you need to create space in order for my words, not yours like divine inspiration to, to come into your life. And, and also it's so, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Your intuition, that gut
1: feeling that tells you bring the umbrella, it's about to rain, even though it's sunny outside and you don't listen and then it pours on you. That's, you got to listen to that more. And in Mm -hmm. addition
0: to using the gifts of your analytical mind. Yeah, I think having less noise too. Right. Like I'm, I'm going to say, and and I'm going to judge myself just for, just for a second. I'm just going to (laughs) indulge in that for a second, but I'm bad for this. That's where I'm going. Uh, I'm bad for, um, always having something on, right? Like I, I want to, like, if I'm making dinner, I need to have like the TV on and have the news on or something. Right. Not, not great, but I do. Uh, or when I'm like getting ready in the morning, I always watch a show, right. I sit in my bed, I've got my big thing of makeup and I, you know, that on. And I do recognize that there isn't a lot of space of quiet for me where I'm not doing something or, um, so, so I'm going to take that to heart. I think that's a really great lesson, really great. And, and I also think what you're saying is when you are in a state of joy or in a state of play, which we Mm -hmm. forget we can play that, that joy begets joy. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And I, I love that you pinpointed while you're getting ready in the morning, you know, that's an opportunity to create space. So you don't have to sit under a, in a cave for two years and meditate. You can create moments of space in, in your everyday routine. So um, like, I don't like noise in the morning or the TV or the news. So I'll try to get up a little bit earlier than my husband because I, I want silence. I want to have my coffee, but I'm just being and thinking. And sometimes I have a lot of, oh, I got to write that down, an idea for a podcast or whatever. Um, and when he, like, he's I heard him the other day, I was, I, I slept in a little bit. I was still in bed. I heard the TV on, he was talking to the dogs and Google was on. And I'm like, <laughs> what the what? Like, it's so much noise. But for him, it was relaxing. But for me you can create moments of space without adding it to your day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I think for me, there's some joy there too. Like I do enjoy a documentary. I love a show, you know, I like true crime. I like stuff like that. So, you know, in a way it is a way for me to get it in because I'm, I'm sitting here doing my makeup anyway. I may as well watch a show that I want to watch too. So, yeah, like I think it's, it's all how all how you tell yourself what what you tell yourself about it too, right? Which goes right yeah. back to what you're saying. But here's the greatest thing: you have three meditations for us that are three minutes. I did one before you and I talked. Yeah, today, and it's lovely. You have guided Thank meditations. You just to help us to get centered, to get clear and allow that divine inspiration to, to take hold and inspire yeah. us. And it's just three minutes. Yeah. And so let me ask you listeners, do you have three minutes, just three minutes That's it. a day? That's it you have three minutes i guarantee you you have spent more than three minutes on some form of social media today and i bet that didn't enlighten you and get you closer to your dreams so take these three minutes it's in the parent toolbox the parent toolbox has so many great resources Laura Noel's is one of them with three, three minute meditations, and it will help you to change the trajectory of your life. Like you started out saying it's magic. It is magical. When you reframe things, when you focus on things, what you focus on grows. And when we focus on things that are more positive, that are more empowering, enlightening, that's what grows. And I think that's yeah. what we're meant to be. I think that's, you know, this is a deep subject and I, I yeah. love every second of it, you know? So I just want to say thank you for sharing this with us. I hope people who are listening are inspired by you. And, you know, there's some things that you didn't tell people and I'm just going to end on this note. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, or uh, so you are a professional singer. You are also, yeah. uh, have been uh, a bodybuilder. <laughs> Right. Oh so, gosh. Yeah. Years ago, when I. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like. Uh. Yeah. So quite accomplished. Uh. And plus, now you're going. You're also running your business. You've been in school taking some pretty pretty heavy duty courses. Yeah. So you are just all around pretty incredible. And you also have a podcast, which I've been on the Rat Race reboot, which is so great. I. I encourage everybody to listen to your podcast as well. If you want more of this, that's what you're all about, and of course, you have some great guests. If I do say <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. <laughs> people can find you at Stretch Into Success. That's your .dot uh, com is your website, and then Facebook, yeah. you are Stretch Into Success. Instagram, Stretch Into Success. Any anything else that I haven't mentioned that where people can find you? Yeah, you can find
1: me even on LinkedIn, or you can go directly to ratracereboot.com. And that's where the podcast is as well. So I'm, all, yeah, I'm all over the place. You can find me somewhere and reach out if you want to have a, a chat or a call, because I know these concepts are easy. And to intellectually understand, it's a whole different ball game when applying them. So I'm always happy to hop on a call with somebody. Personally, I've been working on them
0: for years. So <laughs> yep, me too. Know, it's, it's the work that doesn't stop, but it's work that gets you to a brand new place. It's, it's so exciting. And I just, I want to thank you so much. I can say as somebody that has worked closely with you for my own self, my own betterment of myself, I am better for knowing you. I am better for learning from you and, uh, having more of you in my life is just good for me. And I just want to thank you for all the gifts that you bring. You are just such a magical human. Thank you so much, Laura. Oh
1: my gosh. Thank you for the gift of you. And thank you so much for this connection again. I'm so grateful.
0: Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and